Welcome to the Opportunity Knocks podcast by Empower Purpose, hosted by me, Michelle Valenzuela-Wolf. Every week, we feature different extraordinary female entrepreneurs in the business and wellness segments on just that, opportunities. These segments deep dive into how these courageous women transitioned into their purpose. We want to give you permission to discover, pursue, and achieve your goals. We learn and reaffirm that life is never linear. It's how we as women choose to take, make, create, and evaluate opportunities. Remember, it's all going to be okay. Thank you for your support and make sure to subscribe. Hi, Brittany. How are you today? Hi, Michelle. I'm great. Thanks. How are you? I am good. I'm so excited that you said yes and that we're here to talk about your amazing concept, Squeeze. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm super honored that you asked me to come on and I'm so excited to chat with you as well. Oh, yeah. So friends out there, I'm so excited to be joined by Brittany Driscoll, who is the founder of Squeeze, which is this amazing new massage experience. And she's got this revolutionary approach, and it's from the founders of Dry Bar. So how can, by the way, we go wrong with a massage experience from the founders of Dry Bar? Because <laughs> let's all say it, we love that experience. At least I Lord knows I need it. <laughs> don't don't we all after the past year exactly it's so true so what I uh, love to do just quickly before we have you kind of take us through your amazing background is just to remind our audience out there that what is Opportunity Knox it is a weekly segment on both Spotify and Apple podcasts where we feature different female entrepreneurs on how they make take create and evaluate opportunities And as we know out there for either if you are a female entrepreneur or if you're looking to actually be an entrepreneur, there are so many decisions that get made, but we stop ourselves. And so when we listen to these amazing women's stories, we realize there is no right or wrong answer. It's just about making a decision, correct? So Brittany, tell us all about yourself. I actually, I love that. And I think my story is an interesting one in terms of taking, you know, taking advantage of every opportunity that's thrown my way. So I guess just to give like a quick background on myself, I started my career in marketing and advertising. I had the amazing fortune of working with Fortune 500 brands like Barbie and Hot Wheels and Disney and Coca-Cola. I learned a ton I like to say I'm like the full 360 marketing wheel and how to really create a great experience and be smart about the decisions that, you know, are made to really build a business and move it forward. And about a decade into working with all of those brands and having that experience, a little, a little brand named Drybar, as you were mentioning, came onto the scene. And I just loved the idea of getting to take all of my advertising and marketing experience and bring it in-house to one brand and, you know, just help build something that I was personally passionate about. I loved everything about the thoughtfulness of the experience and how fun it was. And to your point, just about, you know, women in business, I loved Allie's story. I felt like it was just so inspirational and empowering. And so I got a chance to build Dry Bar from 2013 to 2017. I helped take the company from 30 million to over a hundred, opened more than 60 doors, onboarded several franchisees, as well as 
has helped launch the product line into all of the prestige retailers that it is in today, Sephora, Olsen, Nordstrom, Bloomingdale's, and then also international expansion into France, Canada, Mexico, Mexico, Spain, and Australia. So it was like such a wild time. It was the, you know, full on upward trajectory moment for that brand. And it was, it was awesome. Those are, those it, are the types of, those are like once in a lifetime experiences. Those, I mean, exactly. It's like, those are the days, you know, as, as exactly. like, well, it's, it's like just, crazy, it but yeah, it's so amazing. It was, it was so magical and just so many ways. And I feel very fortunate and blessed to have been a part of that team. And then also getting to build the team that I did and just do all the crazy cool stuff that we did. But, you know, and Driver has a long trajectory ahead of itself. I had just personally gotten to the point where I was ready to take on a new challenge. I'm a, I'm a builder at heart. I'm an entrepreneurial spirit. I was like ready to take all of those learnings and put it into, put my energy into like the next thing. I actually thought like, what's the next Drybar, like I would love to go work for a brand and mm-hmm. enter in in like a similar way that I did with Drybar. And in any case, Michael and Ali had always had this other idea in the back of their mind in massage space. They just didn't have the bandwidth to get it off the ground. And you know, they reminded me of it, and I I absolutely loved it. We're all avid massage goers, so the stars really aligned, and and we partnered together to start Squeeze, which is you know my current my current baby. And the really the insight behind Squeeze was basically we looked at the massage market and the landscape and we felt like similar to the days before dry bar within the hair space there was a hole in the middle on one end of the spectrum you had low-end discount chains that offered massage at an accessible you know price but lacked a lot from a consumer experience standpoint and then on the flip side of the spectrum you had the high-end hotels and spas which were lovely and our lovely experiences but just unattainable for a regular routine that we that we recommend for for massage to be and so we brought in the elevated luxury experience, branding, architecture, all of it using the same team as Drybar, but again, like Drybar at that affordable price point. So we really bridged the, the gap that we felt like was missing. But the biggest differentiation in what we're doing with Squeeze, in addition to just that great brand and that great experience, is we've built out a revolutionary technology platform that enables our guests to do everything at their fingertips. So like they can book. Yes. So we have an app and also on our website, the, both are similar experiences and you can book an appointment. You set all of your personalized preferences, literally everything from areas of the body you want focused on, what you want avoided. If you want more or less pressure, if you want oil or lotion, if you would like your bed heated, like all of those things are saved to your profile. Your therapist reviews it prior to you even walking in the door. So again, we've eliminated a lot of that like awkward in-person exchange. Maybe you forget something or they forget something, we have a full internal app that they actually have access to your preferences throughout the entire massage. So we're ensuring that you are getting the experience that you want, and then kind of carrying forward that personalization and convenience in our location itself. Once you're in shop, you can select an aromatherapy for your service. We have a really fun, like interactive aromatherapy bar that you get to choose from. We have yeah, we have a nice like refreshment lounge. This, of course, is, is pre-COVID and hopefully not that far off yeah. from now. Um, but then when you get into, we call our room suite, when you get into your massage suite, you are able to adjust lighting and temperature and music to your too. liking. Yes, we have six different playlists that you can choose from. They're all curated and created by by one of our co-founders, um, Sarah Hutnick, who's amazing. And and then also we've added a ready button to the table. So you as the guest, let the therapist know when you're ready for them to re-enter. 
again, a lot of well, when you're talking just about time. this, it's like truly interactive. Exactly. Well, and it's also just meant to be very thoughtful in terms of like, what are the pain points of the experience that exists today? And how can we make it better? And mm-hmm. that one, you know, we obviously came at it from a consumer standpoint and thinking through this whole thing. But now, you know, having a great a team of therapists it's so funny to know that from their perspective that's one of their favorite features because as you can imagine they've probably like, they walked into like, some not, awkward not, not, moments are you ready exactly exactly yeah. so and then when you're you're done you literally we like to say you walk in and you float out you get to stay in that relaxed state of mind and like uber and postmates you're rating tipping reviewing all from your phone at your leisure you're not having to deal with someone who's you know, processing your benefits or a gift card or asking you about tipping, like it's all seamless through the app. So, so that's really our experience. Um, it's, it's gotten, you know, amazing feedback and reviews so far. We opened our first location in Los Angeles in March of 2019, and we were open for a little shy of a year. And thankfully we're, we're back at it as of a couple of months ago. So yes, thank God for that. Let's knock on wood on all of that. So exactly, exactly. Yeah. So I mean, I have to say, like, when you're kind of taking me through your background, but in addition to that, like this, it truly is an experience. So I mean, look, all massages are an experience, but I love the way that it's consumer focused. Because the reality is, is that so often there are things that you're wishing for as a consumer. Right whether that be the heated table or the massage pressure or whatever it is. And it seems like it takes all the, the questions out of your mind and the questions go, get answered directly from the app, which is really great. Exactly. That idea. Exactly. And also it's like, you know, there's a lot of people who don't want their therapist to talk to them. And that's a hard thing to say to someone like, Hey, don't talk to me exactly. in our app you can say that in the notes, like, you know, I would prefer, you know, to not have a conversation today or whatever, you know, and it's like that it really has facilitated. And that's nice for the therapist too, because at the end of the day, you know, they're wanting to deliver an amazing service and experience. And so anything that they have to create exactly what you're wanting, you know, they're going to be just as happy as well. And part of our experience is that we've got ratings and reviews. So it's like you as the guest can immediately let us know what you liked about your experience, what you didn't, you know, we share that feedback with our therapists as well. So it's like they're constantly 99% of the time, you know, getting very positive validating feedback, which is just an incredibly positive. Because it's um, like you asked, we delivered. You know? Exactly, exactly. But you know, in the off chance that we didn't, we're able to address it immediately. And you know, we're making our experience and also our team that much better. So yeah, so yeah, it's been, you know, it's, it's been such an amazing ride. This is my first entrepreneurial venture from, you know, from scratch. And yes, exactly, exactly. And I mean, gosh, it's a lot. Even when you have the experience that I did with Drybar and also just like a corporate career prior to that. There's so many things that you don't know that you're not ready for or, you know, so it's like you just, you got to take it day by day and, um, and also just believe in why you started. I think, I mean, we were just talking before this, but like it's such an interesting thing to kind of re-enter life post pandemic and, you know, and what that looks like. And I think for me, one of the things that I've been most excited about is just, you know, we started this because we believed in an opportunity to create a feel good brand and a feel good experience, not only for the guests, but also for our team and our future. I love that perspective. 
Yeah. And one of the things that we haven't talked about quite yet is that, you know, we're planning on scaling nationally through franchising, which means that we're, we're trying to partner with like-minded operating partners who want to create and provide a great experience in their community like this and who, like myself, you know, might be like itching to try something new, but not exactly sure what that is. And, you know, we've got like a full roadmap prepared and created for your franchisees. And, and yeah, it's, it's just, again, it's like going back to the why. One of the things that I haven't mentioned quite yet is we partner with a philanthropy called Canine Companions for Independence. And basically the way that we work with them is for every membership sold, we're helping to provide a day of canine support to a person mm-hmm. with a disability. They're the largest provider of service dogs to people, children, and veterans with disabilities. And, you know, it's like when you're doing things like that on a daily basis, massage inherently makes people feel good. Yes. but our entire team and also our guests know that, you know, we're also contributing to a much bigger and or, you know, potentially more impactful aspect of society, which is just really neat. So it's like, as well, we yeah, think about you're giving growing. at the same exactly. time as you're receiving, you're giving. And so, and one of the things we know to be true about commerce or business nowadays is that purpose-driven companies are actually like, not only are their employees more happy, but you know, they actually receive more in return because they're giving back. So that's an amazing concept. So I wanted to tap a little bit into something that you said and kind of deemed yourself as earlier. And we talked a tiny bit about this when you described yourself before we got on the call. Tell me a little bit about this builder mentality. And it's funny for me, I can hear it on a deeper level, like as you're talking about it as a coach, of course, but like, (laughs) you know, I see the way you're not just building your company, you're building your team how you're integrating with the original founders of dry bar. I see this. It's like, what comes up for me is around community, like the builder of community, but more. So tell me a little bit more about that. I appreciate that. That's such an interesting perspective, but I do think that taps into really like my core of my heart and my passion. I love people first and foremost. And I just believe that, you know, as people, we have the opportunity to impact each other for for good and for the better. And actually, it's interesting when Michael and Allie reminded me that they had had this idea for Squeeze. I actually took a few months because I let them know, you know, that I was ready to move on and I wanted a new challenge, but I would do whatever was necessary to like make sure that the transition was smooth, et cetera, et cetera. And so I actually said, you know, I want to explore what else is out there? Because the last thing that I would want to do is, you know, three months into this when I'm like, oh shit, this is really hard. Um, Be like, I don't want to do this anymore. You know, I didn't want to, I didn't want to be in that position myself or put them in that position. And so in any case, what I told them was I'm going to, I'm going to consider what my other options are, but at the same time, I'll start to like build the model and I'll think about how we can position the brand and what our values could be. And then of course, as I did that, what, what got me the most excited was this idea of creating a feel-good brand, a feel-good company, something that could stand for more than just, again, like the great experience of massage, which of course is the majority of our focus. But like the idea of creating something that people could rally around, I, I believe we all want to have like a bigger purpose than ourselves and, you Absolutely. know, feel like we're contributing to the greater good. And I just loved the idea of building a brand that actually did that. And also, like, we, we place so much emphasis on our team. You know, I believe that, like, you as a business owner, your your focus and your priority should be 
a happy team first, which then equates to happy guests, not the other way around. Um, And for us in particular, I always say we're not in the service industry, we're in the people industry, because at the end of the day, our people are our product. So yeah, so all of that just got me really excited. So you're right. I mean, the idea and which is also why we chose the franchise. So Drybar is a small percent, a small percent of the business is franchise, the majority is corporate owned. But as we thought about building Squeeze, it was like, well, I would actually love to create this community and this amazing hub of small business owners all around the country who, again, are like-minded and how they want to approach creating an experience and a business, but also you know, holistically together, we can do amazing things and we can change our employees' lives and our guests' lives. And, you know, we can contribute to this philanthropy and these organizations that are like really, truly, I mean, changing people's lives. So the whole thing, yeah, just feels, it always felt a lot bigger to me. I mean, we're, we're currently one little location on Ventura Boulevard, but going back to what I was saying and like, what was my why and why are we doing this and coming out of the pandemic like we're rebuilding we're having to rebuild our entire momentum and you know get things back and it's like no this is going to be something big and meaningful and purposeful and yeah so that's what that's what gets me out of bed in the morning (laughs) yeah well I love that and I love the fact that you as an entrepreneur because not all entrepreneurs do this where and I know it's become more of a buzzword more recently in the last few years about what is your why, but it is so important to be aligned with what your why is, right? Or mm-hmm. what is my life purpose and what am I trying to bring forward before you decide to step in? I love the fact that you, you know, talked to Allie and basically were like, I just want to make sure that I'm going to love this. You know, yeah. these are great questions when we're presented with opportunities, right? Yeah. To you know, I, I'm a big believer of saying yes, but like sometimes it's about aligning with ourselves. You know, one of the things that I think is so interesting is that you talk about, you know, sort of uh, purpose-driven things. I never knew you worked in advertising. And so interestingly enough that it's important to not be dissuade to think that you're actually working on something purpose-driven that may not be in the end, right? So, yeah. you know, I used to work at Mattel. Get out. How do yeah. you not make that connection? Yeah, I used to work on Barbie, actually. What? For, isn't that interesting for parts of my career? So I'm sure you worked at one of the agencies that we yes. have worked with. Yeah. And so I was thinking like, oh, I have such a clearer vision of your life. And so I am hearing also like you determination and like you're very strong. And yeah. where would you say like some of those qualities have come from? You know, is that something that you found? Were you always that way when you were young? Yeah, I think, gosh, it's so interesting. I feel like I've done so much therapy and like reflection over the past year because I finally had the time (laughs) to like peel back all the layers and holy shit, there's a lot of layers, you know, but I think it's definitely my personality. I mean, I've just always been a go-getter and, you know, I don't really take no for an answer. I, I always believed that I could. I mean, truly, I like I as an example, I was a swimmer growing up and a pretty, a pretty decent competitive swimmer. But when I swam competitively up until I was going into high school, and my high school didn't have a swim team. And I decided that I would rather like go through high school with my friends than keep competing. And so it was, I look back on that as like, Yeah, it was one of like the first decisions that I made that was very clearly like people driven, you know, experience and community driven, not necessarily like self-serving or whatnot, because I, you know, I think I could have gone relatively far in in, like a swimming career. 
But so what that forced me to do was find a new sport. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, I'll just start running and, and I'll run in cross country and I'll also play basketball. And my dad was like, you've never picked up a basketball in your entire life. And I was I like, that's okay. I'll figure it out. Like, it can't be that hard, you know? And yeah, and I mean, listen, it took me a long time to figure to figure it all out. And I certainly wasn't the best, but I didn't make diversity. I was a captain. I do just believe that like, you know, if you, if you work hard and if you believe in yourself and you have good people around you, like you can do anything you put your mind to. And I also believe like just going back to the purpose, the purpose piece, that if you are anchored in like a bigger vision. I grew up in like a very strong, like faith-based home too. So I'm sure that had like a lot to do with it. And also very supportive parents, which Mm -hmm. I, you know, recognize as a, as a massive blessing. But, you know, I think that if you are anchored in a bigger thing than yourself, then it's just motivating on a totally different level. And even at Dry Bar, you know, I think Dry Bar was really the emphasis for me in terms of this like feel good experience, because we literally always used to say, we weren't selling blowouts, we were selling happiness and confidence that came with a blowout. And if you look good, you feel good. And if you feel good, you can take on the world, right? And so it was like this, this mission that yes, I mean, hair can be so superficial and vain in a specific way, but it also just gives you this like pep in your step and this fire in your belly that like, I'm going to take on the world. And I just, you know, part of the reason that I was so excited to go to dry bar was like, yeah, what a cool opportunity to work for something that makes women feel amazing. Yeah, um, and I think and that's I what think we're doing. Like building something from the ground up and the satisfaction of that and seeing something be successful beyond yourself. Right. Right. And right. I, I love the fact around women. It, it's interesting because, you know, I sell beauty counter and one of the things that love beauty counter, love beauty counter too. So that was actually kind of in the same way for you, like that kind of came out of out of nowhere, this opportunity and evaluating that. But the reality is, is that, you know, it's not about the makeup. It's not about the skincare, right? It's about providing something purpose-driven that people can buy into and, and that makes them feel more confident about themselves. So in your experience, you know, my question for you around confidence is when do you feel most confident? Hmm, that's a good question. I think I feel most confident when, when I'm helping other people, mm-hmm. honestly, you know, I think that it just feels like you matter mm-hmm. <laughs> if you're able to help someone else, you know, I mean, certainly I like work out every day to put myself up and like, get in the groove and, yes. you know, listening to music and like all of that definitely gives me confidence but I think it's like when you can actually see that you're impacting someone for the better and you've changed someone else's life and it's like okay I you know I can do this and I want to keep doing this it's Mm -hmm. like kind of just this beautiful cycle I think I would say that I don't know I've never been asked that it's such an interesting question what's your answer to that when do you feel the most confident it's funny I always think it's interesting how you attract like-minded people Right. So so what I love about doing these interviews is that every time I learn something about the other person that is in me. Right. Mm. So I, uh, one of the reasons why I became a coach is because I love to help people. And one of the things I was really great about in the corporate world was building teams and listening. And I think the thing is, 
is that I see some of that in you, you know, and some of the the answers that you're giving around purpose. And it's just, it's highly inspiring for me to listen to. Not every woman has those answers, Mm -hmm. but Mm -hmm. I feel most confident when I'm in my element, when I'm helping people, like I love to, like, it's funny when I do these podcasts, some people who have podcasts, and I'm sure you've done a lot, and I've been doing more too, is that they come with the questions all formulated and very specific things, which is beautiful. I always tell people I treat it like a coaching session, but of course, I'm sure. not going to take you completely there because you may not want to go there in this session, yeah. right? Right. But it's always interesting to me what comes up. But yeah, you I like to see where the conversation goes. I do, because honestly, life is about flowing. Mm-hmm. We can't as much as just like COVID, right? We couldn't control it. It happened to us. We had to figure out how to survive. Exactly. Yeah. And those of us who thought that we could control all the things learned real quick <laughs> that we couldn't, right? I mean, that my so- numbers I set were not happening. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but anyways, other gifts came out of that. But so another question that I had for you is really just around, you know, because of your personality type, clearly you're outgoing and a great public speaker and all those things, you know, what's something that you've had to kind of work through that wasn't quite as easy for you during Mm. the time of being an entrepreneur? Yeah, I think, so it's really interesting. I always say that starting your own business is like, and truly being the leader is a perfect way of serving up on a silver platter, all of the things that you're terrible at, because it's very clear, you know, when all of a sudden you're actually responsible for all of the things that you are not good at all of the things and you don't know how to do all of the things. And so many people who are successful, obviously say to surround yourself with people who are smarter than you. And I just like, cannot stress that enough. I thankfully brought on a chief operating officer, uh, David Warner, very early on in the squeeze days, because again, we were very intentional on how we went about building this business. We knew we were going to scale it. We knew, you know, we wanted to partner with operating partners. And so we wanted every decision that we made, you know, we were like, okay, can franchisee number 25 and 72 and 463 do this as well as we're doing it. And if they can't, we got to figure out a different way. Cause like mm-hmm. that was our mission and intention. But all of that to say that I've always considered myself to be like a very strong planner, like quite organized and, but I'm not, like, I am not very organized. I'm not a good, like, I'm not great at putting together, you know, training plans or operational protocols. It's like, I know what I want the experience to be and I know how I want people to feel, but in terms of like putting that on paper in a way that people can like our team can process how to do their job well, like I'm not good at that. And that became just apparent very quickly. And again, thank goodness that I had someone who is very good at that and can process like information in that way to deliver something to the team that's going to benefit everybody. But it's like, but there are so many examples of that also, honestly. I mean, we went out and raised money to do this and I had to learn like all the lingo and how to properly, you know, represent the valuation of our brand and, you know, what our projections were going to be for the business. I mean, all of that was new. And I think a lot of women in business, you know, that is new. And also when you're raising money, it's a, it's like a man's world the majority of the time. And so it's, that's yeah. just like an interesting space too. But no, there's so much that I'm not good at. And I think the other thing that I've really realized through building a business is 
I try really hard to learn to watch other people and recognize like, what are the things that they said they wish they had done earlier or they learned and like learn from their mistakes to not make the same ones. And I've heard so many people, even Allie through Drybar, you know, she like held on so tightly to things for a long time. And I think a lot of entrepreneurs just naturally do that because it's like, you know, you feel like this is your baby. Mm -hmm. But I have tried very intentionally to be like, okay, I, I am not going to control this to the point of controlling it because I just feel like I should do it. I want to like defer to people who are smarter than me earlier on because it's only going to really help me in the long run and then also everyone else that I want to have a good experience with this brand like from our team to our guests to our operating partners and it's like a hard pill to follow when you're like oh like I'm not good at that and I you know and I didn't I didn't think about that or you know and but it's that's all part of learning and growing and and also it's freed me up and my time to focus on the things that I am really good at and that I am passionate about and that also benefits everyone so including me who as a leader you know you've, you've got to be amped up all the time I mean you are the cheerleader for your team and your business and you know it needs to be something that you need to be doing the things that you're going to show up in that mindset every single day because because people are looking to you. Exactly. So, yes. I'm but, not you know, a lot of it's okay also, as you know, to show up as you are, because that's real. Yep. You yep. know, 100%. 100%. And I think that's also something that you learn as you grow too, is like the vulnerability. We talked about vulnerability in mm-hmm. one of our, you know, chats. And it's like, you do, you learn the older you get, that it's actually so much better to be vulnerable with people and let them know like, hey, I'm not good at this because then it frees other people to say the same thing. And again, going back to like helping each other, that's the strongest we can actually be is when we're all acknowledging where we need help and how we can offset each other's weaknesses. So I've actually talked to a lot of women about that through COVID and just like this whole experience is like, gosh, I wish that my bosses, I actually was fortunate. I had a boss that I worked for at the agency that I worked for when I was working with Mattel. She was the first female leader that one was just like a total badass. Her name's Anne-Marie Neal to shout her out. She's a total badass, like intimidated the shit out of everyone in the agency, no matter who you are. But, but she was also the, one of the first to champion women, regardless, like before it was cool, before it was a thing. But she also was vulnerable. She also was like, hey, these are the things I struggle with. And I got to see that early on. And I was like, wow, that is big and different. And it makes me feel so much safer. It makes me feel like I want to do a better job for her. And, yes. you know, like the, all of it. But obviously, there's so many women in business who don't have that experience of seeing women above them struggle and I think we need that conversation needs to be facilitated so much more I think that the more open we are in those situations the more we can help one another just like you're saying because everybody's struggling with something at the end and nine times out of ten it's never about you it's always about the person but people inevitably are conditioned to believe it's about them right yeah so And if we're more vulnerable and we state like, look, I'm having a bad day because of whatever. And I think COVID, that is one thing that COVID has done. For sure. Brought us in these environments where we are living our entire life in one location. So it's inevitable that, you know, 
whatever is happening behind you at the same time as you're trying to do a podcast or whatever, you know, (laughs) but another question that I had for you was around growth. Like what is Mm -hmm. the growth for you personally? And what is the growth you see for your business in the next year? Personally, gosh, I mean, like I said, I feel like the last year really brought about so much, you know, just awareness around where I want to grow, who I want to be like all those big, questions. I chose a word for this year for myself, which is freedom. And probably because I just felt like I love that you use a word. I do too. Oh, do you? What was your word? It's funny. My word that was in compromise over COVID was freedom. Mm. <laughs> and I do it actually by the month. I pick a word oh. for the month and I pick a word I for the year. I could show you after we get off the call, like how I, Oh my gosh. I, I would love to see that. Um, well, so, so anyway, so my personal goal is I chose freedom because it was like, I just want to make sure that every decision I'm making is with that in mind. Like, don't feel like you have to do something, you know? And I think that's like such an important thing for all of us as we're getting back into it. Like we were talking about before we jumped on, it's like, wow, we forgot how much we did in a day and how, you know, and it was like, don't force yourself back into this box because you feel like you've got to be there. Like allow yourself the freedom to make different choices and to like consider doing things differently. So that's, kind of a vague, big answer, but I think that that's like what I'm striving for personally. Professionally, we are rebuilding our momentum and ramping back up for franchising. So again, we are planning on scaling please nationally through franchising and we are looking for amazing people who want to bring squeeze to their community. My goal for the year is to sell 30 franchises and I hopefully will have more to share on that sooner than later. And then you know, we're hoping to like double that every year thereafter. Our goal is to have close to anywhere between three to 500 units in the next three to five years. So we've got big goals and I'm putting that out there because I feel like you've got to do that when you've got big goals like that. I think we have the community to possibly sell the 30 franchises. Oh, well, please. I mean, bring it on. I I actually (laughs) do know some women that have wanted franchises in the last like couple of years. And I think your concept is really amazing. So thank you. We are elevating the ME experience. I won't say the company. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Yes. But you're right. I just wanted to ask you one last question before I allow you to share anything with our audience and stuff, but you know, this show, as I said earlier, is really focused on really elevating women to the next level, almost like what's your second act, right? We don't position it that way. I call it an integrated business and wellness community, obviously why I love to interview people like yourselves who are invested in that. You know, what would you say to the entrepreneur out there, the woman who, it's just an idea. It's like you, you had an idea. You weren't necessarily thinking you were a marketer. You weren't thinking like, oh, I'm going to start my own franchise or my own yep. business, my own big brand. What would you say to them? How do we get them to step in? Yeah, I have two things to that. I, I actually am part of an executive leadership group and we were talking about the idea of luck mm-hmm. and maybe opportunity can kind of like fall within that space of like, Everyone has equal luck and or opportunity and that there is always something there for you. It's just whether you see it or not. So it's kind of like open your eyes a little bit more, like put your ear to the ground, like pay attention to where are those pivotal moments for me that could change my course and my trajectory. But, and so, and like for me, that was, that's my story. I mean, I grew up in, again, a corporate track 
career. I was to your point, I was a marketer, I was in advertising, I wasn't thinking I would own my own business and, you know, be a CEO, but I worked really hard. And I also aligned myself with great people. And I built good relationships. And all of a sudden, like doors open, you know, there was there were these moments of like, oh, this is, you know, this could this could be a big shift. And so in any case, that's one. The other thing that I would say is like, there is this mentality that people can have that is either one of abundance or one of scarcity. And I think that if you are someone who has your own idea and you're like scared to take the next step because maybe someone else is doing it or they've already done it or, you know, you don't, you don't know where to start. It's, I believe that the mindset of scarcity is one of the most damaging out there. And quite frankly, what limits people from their potential, because there are enough bodies, consumers, like everything to go around, you know, I mean, the way that you approach something is going to be different than whatever else already exists, or whatever else will come after you, you know, but like, I'm never worried about the competition, quote unquote, because I know that our offering is going to meet exactly who it's meant for. And there are enough of those people, just like there's enough of people who are going to go to, you know, a competitor of ours. And that's okay. Like, don't, so I think my point is just like having a bunch, try to try to shift. You're one of those people that's like, you're thinking from a scarcity mindset standpoint, you're worried about the competition and or that you're not good enough or like whatever. No, no, no. Shift your mindset. Like there is an abundance of opportunity out there for you. And you just, you know, you obviously need to be the one to take the first step. Mm-hmm. I love that. That's such great guidance. Like I a hundred percent agree with you around like remaining curious, like mm-hmm. beneath the surface. And that's honestly like why I started Opportunity Knox was because during COVID, I was so concerned about women not knowing that there were opportunities out there because I yeah. was so concerned about women losing their jobs. And you did touch on the whole financing thing earlier, mm-hmm. you know, like that you know, VCs only invest in like, I think it's like 2.3% of women. Yeah. It's a big, big problem. Yeah. And so I also think abundance is such a beautiful word and there's abundance, not just like some people think of abundance just as far as money, but it's so much greater than that. It's hundred percent. you know, abundance in community, abundance in love and being worthy of that, worthy of receiving, mm-hmm. you know, it's beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. And creativity too. Right. I mean, again, it's like, don't let what you think might be limiting out there limit you. I mean, it's just not the case. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, I so thank you for your time. I could continue talking to you for hours. (laughs) (laughs) Me too. I loved our conversation. This was awesome. Me too. So I would love it if you can tell our audience how they could reach you and squeeze and how they book an appointment and your Instagrams yes. and all that. Yes. So all the information on the business, the book, franchising, et cetera, is at squeezemassage.com. You can download the app from there. If you want to look specifically at franchising opportunities, it's also squeezemassage.com slash franchising. And then our Instagram handle is simply at squeeze. And then my personal one is at Brit Drisk, B-R-I-T-D-R-I-S-C. I love connecting like you with women and just people who are hustling out there back to the idea of community it's great to know that we're in it together because we are so grateful and such great wisdom honestly like it was such a pleasure to chat with you and hear your story and for you to just impart so much knowledge to 
these women out there that are really either getting started or those that are already established. And who knew that Clubhouse would bring this all together? Exactly. Opportunity, right? (laughs) Exactly. We need to take them. Yeah. So, all right, guys, everybody have a wonderful day and we'll see you for our next episode of Opportunity Knocks from Empower Purpose. Thank you so much for joining me today on the Opportunity Knocks podcast by Empower Purpose and me, Michelle valenzuela Wool. If opportunity is knocking at your door, feel free to take inspiration from the journeys of our diverse female entrepreneurs. Their tips and transparency are all available on the Opportunity Knocks podcast. Thank you for your support and subscribe now.